Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 74 degrees on double nickels day. That's right, 5-5, Cinco de Mayo. Partly cloudy skies, wind out of the southeast at 9 108 on a Saturday. Eric Nelson in a little earlier than normal. Twins, of course, play tonight in Chicago against the White Sox. Our coverage starts at 5.30. Stevie T actually has the day off. So we bring Tech Talk back when the MLB schedule allows. And we're so glad to have Doug Swinhart in the house and, of course, J-Lo, Jonathan Lowe, our studio coordinator. Doug, how you doing? Absolutely wonderful. It's good to find out that people are kind of watching the Twins calendar now, as I actually have gotten calls this week or beyond Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah. We have a very observant listening audience, and so they know if the Twins play later on a Saturday, Doug Swinhart will make an appearance. Uh, By the way, if you want to call us, 651-989-9226 in the Twin Cities Metro, 651-989-9226, or... 866-989-9226, 866-989-9226, 866-989-9226. That's the toll-free line. Doug will pick up the tab. And I know you have a couple of uh, things right out of the gate you want to get into. I do. I'm sure you're aware, Eric, how many times Steve and I have made discussions about people backing up their data, saving their data on an outside source. I had an interesting call this morning, and I just had to bring this up. Man's had a Mac. It's a 2009 Mac Mini. He turned it on, it came up, it said Mac user, his whole desktop was different, he couldn't find programs. First thing out of my mouth is, well, sounds like you got to reinstall your operating system. Do you have a backup ready? No. And this is like Computers 101. So I kind of guided him through to see if we could find some docs, we did. Where we could find some pictures, we did. Where we could find some music, we did. And I said, you got to get out and buy an external hard drive and do a copy and a paste. Don't try to run any backups. Don't do a cut. Do a copy. And he went, what? And I really want to express this as strong as I can. Copy and paste, you get the entire file. It should be considered Computers 101. If you don't learn anything else, learn how to open up two file manager windows, one for your source, one for your target, go to the source, copy, go to the target, and paste. It's very simple once you do it a couple times. So, one more time, more than one copy of your data. Three is the ultimate, one you're working with, one up in the cloud, and one on an external storage. And other than that, The only thing I need to bring up is I got to send a shout out to all the people that I've installed Linux Lite on, whether it was a dual boot system or a single operating system with Linux Lite. If you have that operating system and you like it as much as I do, this is the first time in Linux Lite's history they put a notice on their website they are needing some donations. If you like it, log on to linuxliteos.com. Hit the donation button. Send them $10, $15, $25. We must keep that project going. We absolutely have to. 
And my opinion here, I'm going to blurt it out. I believe that if it wasn't for the open source community, we all would be paying $2,000 for a copy of Windows, and I can't begin to imagine how much we'd be paying for a copy of Mac operating system. I believe that the open source community has driven down the price of these things through this type of competition. And I also think that it's necessary to have these type of systems. So linuxlightos.com needs your help. So send them 10, 15 bucks if you like it as much as I do. And let's, by the way, 4.0 is going to be released next month, even with all the problems. So let's let the good times roll, you guys. And thank you so much. So uh, obviously uh, you endorse a donation to Linux Lite. Let's take it one step further. Uh, occasionally, if I go to Wikipedia, I will see them asking for a donation to sustain Wiki. Uh, Wiki. You now, bet. would you endorse somebody doing that to help Wiki survive and stay afloat? I really would, because here's the thing. You know, we all know that the Internet is selling information. These people aren't bombarding us with ads. They're not bombarding us, pushing our browsers off to someplace else where they're getting pennies and nickels and dimes. That This is real, legitimate work. And Wiki is huge. Wikipedia is, I think, one of the best services on the Internet. I put it right up there in the top ten with the Google search engine. I think it's wonderful. Do you, generally speaking, trust what you get out of Wikipedia? Because, you know, there's so much information there. It's fluid. It comes. It goes. How reliable, in your opinion, is it? It requires some concern. I'm really glad you brought that up. But... They do verify the information before it's published most of the time. But anybody can actually interject information into Wiki. So you got to kind of keep that in mind. My experience with Wikipedia has been really, really positive. I also have to admit, Eric, I've seen some serious BS on Wiki. <laughs> they generally get it cleaned up. But here again, we have to use a level of conservative, intelligent thought wherever we're getting that information. Even Google search. Google can, can't take control of what's coming in the search engine, but when you put in a request at Google search, your first page, second page, third page, probably for the first eight or nine pages, it's going to be pretty stable and it's going to be pretty right on. Not to say that you're not going to be running into some garbage because, well, you will. One thing that's always amazed me about Wiki is, is how instantaneous the updates can be. I remember a few years ago on these very airwaves here on WCCO, I'm doing a sports show and, and former Tennessee Titans uh, running back uh, or quarterback, Steve McNair was shot by his mistress and he died. And so I'm getting the bio on Steve McNair to, to get the report out. And already they had it that he was dead. I couldn't believe how quickly that was up there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost live news at, in some places. It's incredible. If, if, if it's big, if it's a personality, if it's a country, a, a city, a state, something like that. Yeah. And it's a disaster, um, something bad. Oh yeah. It's almost instant. Yeah. You bet. Right. Somebody's going to interject it real quick. Uh, USA Today uh, has a, a tech section. Good article on uh, how you know if you've been hacked. They have seven signs. I want to run those by you, see if you agree with USA Today. Uh, number one, they say your gadget suddenly slows down. Is that a sign of hacking? That's huge. That's absolutely number one. If this thing goes from daytime to nighttime in a couple hours, you got to get it checked out right away, right now. And that's true with a cell phone, an iPad, a tablet, computer, desktop, laptop, notebook, 
any kind of electronic device. When you see that type of interference in normal operation, absolutely, absolutely, you got to start checking your firmware and your software. Number two, you're using way more data than usual. Yeah, this is a real question here. Uh, When we're using more data, I think what they're talking about here is probably increased amount of data on your hard drive without explanation. I've actually seen Windows computers that once I clean them up and I take the people's all their data off, there's like 35 gigabytes that I can't even find, don't even know where it is. I know good and well that this is malware that is packing up this hard drive to bring it to some point to trigger something else. It's nasty, nasty, nasty business. But, yes, I I couldn't agree more. All right, the uh, third sign that you're being hacked, again, according to USA Today, videos suddenly buffer and web pages take forever to load up. That No question about it. This is a case where you have some piece of malware running in the background that's either tracking your website or they're using your Internet to be doing nasty things without your knowledge. If your Internet speed slows down, that's just as bad as if your whole unit is slowing down. Something is wrong. Something is taking processes in the background that you need to alleviate immediately. Uh, Number four, programs and apps start crashing. Yeah, here again, we've got processes in the background that are running, not allowing your processor and your operating system to function fluidly. It's absolutely a tell. About uh, number five, and again, this is uh, seven signs that uh, you may have been hacked. You start seeing pop-up ads. This one we got to use a little caution with. A lot of the websites now are using push technology where it looks like a pop-up that's actually popping up, but it could be advertising coming from that specific site. Nonetheless, if it's excessive, yes, it's time to take a look. Absolutely. It, any of these things go on. If you start seeing abnormalities, it's time to react right now. And a footnote to this, you know, recently I was out in Phoenix and Los Angeles. I was looking for hotels on the web, Holiday Inn specifically. And, and so then I'm on another site, and all of a sudden the Holiday Inn sites pop up constantly. What, 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 what's causing that? Are they tracking us? Well, not you specifically, but your IP address where you were, that search engine, be it Bing, Yahoo, Google, that search engine has got your latest searches cached. So obviously they're going to be pushing you to that last search. We all deal with that. That cannot be considered hacking. Unless we want to pay every penny for every second that we're on the Internet, these things require maintenance. There's an enormous amount of equipment involved. Google alone has tens of thousands of servers and routers and cable. It's amazing. And we get it for free. There is a price to pay for all free. Somewhere down the line, there will be a price to pay for free. All right. uh, Two more signs that you've been hacked, and then we'll uh, get to the phone callers later on in the program here on Tech Talk. Uh, Number six, your gadget suddenly restarts. That's actually not a good thing to see. Uh, Two things that they brought up with uh, the crashing of the apps and your device shutting down. This actually could be power or the random access memory. Nonetheless, I would be checking for malware and nastiness running in the background before I start going out buying hardware. So absolutely, this is the first first thing we're going to check. Finally, number seven, unexplained online activity. 
Yeah, that's absolutely a given. There is some malware that is hibernating itself in your memory, your active RAM, and from time to time it's initializing. Most of these things are actually keeping track of where you're going on the Internet, not you specifically, your age group, your general locale, and then they're sending it off to 15, 20 different servers to create mass marketing data. I don't want to be paying for hardware and Internet usage to create some service that somebody is stealing my resources to make a buck. There's too much of this on the Internet, and in my opinion, these have to be international laws governing. Some of this stuff has to come to a stop. All right, fair enough. Again, that article from USA Today. We'll take your calls in a moment, 651-989-9226 in the Twin Cities Metro or 866-989-9226. That's the toll-free line. Or if you're shy and bashful, don't want to talk on the airwaves, text us, 81807. It's Tech Talk on WCCO. A postcard-like day in the Twin Cities, 76 degrees, partly cloudy, wind out of the south at 6, 125 on Tech Talk on WCCO. Doug Swinhart, Eric Nelson this week in for Stevie T, who is uh, off and uh, we will take your text messages at 81807 or call us at 651-989-9226 in the Twin Cities Metro or toll-free 866-989-9226. A uh, text has come in, Doug. I currently have a Windows 10 operating system, and I was wondering if Malwarebytes was the best product to use to search for malware, or do you have another one you would recommend? I really like Malwarebytes. I think it's just wonderful. If you're looking at paid subscription for antivirus and malware, Malwarebytes would probably be my first choice. My second choice would be ESET, E-S-E-T, ENOT32. Wonderful products, both of them. Uh, McAfee is making some changes here lately. I, I don't know whether the influx of funds from the Intel Corporation has helped, but McAfee is worth taking a look at at this point as well. Yeah, there's a, a number of them. Generally speaking, with Windows 10, if you have a valid copy, Windows Defender built-in should suffice. But nothing wrong with having a little backup, especially if you've got enough hardware to drive them both. All right, thanks for the text. We'll go to the phone lines now. We start with Keith in Minneapolis. He has a laptop issue. Hey, Keith. Hi, how you doing, guys? Fine, thanks. What's up? I got an older Toshiba laptop. I think it's about maybe eight years old. Okay. I, I was just wondering if that's okay. Is that old for a laptop? Well, not in my house, but a lot of people will be throwing them away. But uh, I love them, that those machines. What do you got going on? I'm running Windows 7 on it. Is that okay? Or I think that- you're fine. The only thing with Windows 7 is that I would highly, highly recommend that you do not use Microsoft Security Essentials. Download a commercial package. Malware Bytes will run you 30, 40 bucks a year. ESET will run you 30, 40 bucks a year. But put on a commercial package to watch for your antivirus and your malware. Uh, make sure you've got CCleaner on there to keep your system optimized. It will run and run and run. And thank you for the call. I hope that helps. Yeah, we appreciate it, Keith. Uh, next up, Brooklyn Park. Dave has a Flash Player update question. Hey, Dave. Hey, hi guys. I got a question about this. I get a Flash Player update on my uh, screen, and uh, Windows Defender stops it, saying it's a Trojan virus. Have you heard anything about that? Yeah, you know, here's the thing to keep in mind. 
if you're getting an update that looks like it's from a legitimate company and Windows Defender or Malwarebytes or some other protection security software comes up and says, this does not look good. Do not install it. At that point, I would say this. Open up a secure, stable web browser. And I'm talking about a clean web browser like Google Chrome, Mozilla Firefox, without a whole lot of plugins or extensions added to the browser. Go to, and just, just type this right in, the word get, G-E-T, dot, adobe, dot com, forward slash, flash, F-L-A-S-H. This will take you right straight in to the download at Adobe, and you can check to make sure that the version you're running is the same version. If it's not the same version that you're running, completely remove your flash from your computer and use that website to update it. You might want to take the checks off the true key and security and all that other stuff. Just pay attention to what you're downloading. But that way you can be assured that you've absolutely got the right flash. I may also suggest to you that you download and run a copy of ADW Cleaner. And just open up a Google search box and type in ADW Cleaner space, a plus sign, space, and the word Major Geeks, M-A-J-O-R-G-E-E-K-S. And that'll take you right to the download page for ADW Cleaner at Major Geeks. And that should clean up your computer. And thank you for the call. Yeah, we appreciate you weighing in, Dave. Now let's go east on I-94. We'll stop in. Hudson with Wisconsin across the river, and uh, Joanne is on the line talking about her laptop that won't charge. Joanne? Yeah, great. Thanks for taking my call. Um, Certainly. Yeah, I have a Lenovo laptop, tablet, laptop combination, and it won't charge anymore. And it's only three years old, and Geek Squad is telling me I need a new computer. I'm not so certain about that. Um, I think that you can replace the battery. Now, if, the, if you turn this upside down, and this isn't the type of laptop, notebook, netbook that you can actually slide out the battery and put in another one. Then you're going to have to actually take the unit apart. And I do this kind of stuff all the time. We will look on the on the um, chat support room at Lenovo, check and see what they've got, but we'll probably end up ordering you one from eBay. Um, and I like there's companies in New York, this is all they do is sell batteries. And buy them quite reasonably and get that baby put in and rock and roll. As long as it's running while you got it powered up, while you can use an AC adapter, you should be okay with the little power converter. But, yeah, you just need a new battery. Hard to tell how much it'll cost with a specific unit. I'm guessing 20 to 35 40 bucks on eBay if we buy them right. Um, give me a call next week, and I'll help you with that. And have a good day and enjoy the weather. All right. Next up will be Rick and Diane, but we'll do that after the break, it's 131 here on Tech Talk on WCCO. What a great day outside, 76 degrees, partly cloudy, wind out of the south at 6. It's 136 on a Saturday on WCCO. Eric Nelson, Doug Swinhart, Tech Talk. Twins play later tonight. That'll be a 530 pregame and a 610 first pitch from Guaranteed Rate Field on the south side of Chicago against the White Sox. Uh, the series even up at 1-1 Game 3 this evening. All right, uh, text messages are coming in at 81807. Uh, I have installed AD System Care on 
my new Lenovo Windows 10. Do you still recommend Microsoft Security Essentials? Saw the uh, thing on your site, Tech Talk. Yeah, my site is like way outdated. I got to get this updated. I'm I'm going to recommend people don't follow too much of this. Advanced System Care. I do no longer promote that. It's still a good product if you purchase it, but be prepared to be bombarded. And I do mean bombarded with buy this, buy this, buy this. I'm not so into that anymore. I would much prefer that you be running CCleaner. And if you're running Windows 10, Windows Defender, which is actually a, how do I say, evolved Microsoft Security Essentials, should be enough if you're a normal user. But it never hurts to add a commercial antivirus and malware. If you have not purchased Advanced System Care, take it off and download CCleaner. A little more manual effort, but not much. And it's much, much cleaner and much more efficient. And thank you for the text. Indeed, and if you want to call us, we have a couple of lines open in the uh, Twin Cities Metro, 651-989-9226 or toll-free 866-989-9226. Rick in Richfield has been waiting for over 15 minutes. Let's get to Rick. He has a C-Drive question. Sure. Hey, Rick. Hi, fellas. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Got a couple of questions uh, one of them is I open a Chrome browser, and right away about eight Chrome.exes open up. And uh, more important question, I guess, is when taking a look at the task manager, it, uh, it'll often say disk zero, the C drive, is uh, working at 100%, which slows everything else down. Why, why am I getting that? Uh, you need to call me and let me connect up to this remotely. If your shortcut has been created for Chrome, and it's trying to open it up multiple times. That's first. If your hard drive is running out of space, we got to run some f- serious file cleaners. Uh, give me a call, and I'll connect up to you remotely, and we'll let the good times roll. Have this thing diagnosed for you in probably 15, 20 minutes. Ain't I Monday through Friday? I take Nancy to work early in the morning. I'm back by 8, so just give me a jingle, and we'll rock and roll. Have a good day, Rick. Let's go to the northern suburbs now. Diane's in Andover. Diane, how you doing? Good. Thank you for taking my call. Certainly. So I have an iPhone 7, and I and I check my Hotmail account on it, and I've been getting all these, you know, ad emails in my junk. And so I'm trying to unsubscribe them. But when I, unsubs- you know, click on unsubscribe, it takes me to this site called SeekLounge.com. Yeah, and the yeah. Whole- yeah, well, you're just empty. Well, you're you're unsubscribing from one place and you're subscribing to eleven others. That these are this is not good. Um, if you want to keep your Hotmail account, I must encourage you to create a Gmail account. You do not have to lose your Hotmail email address. Once you have a Gmail account created, established, and running properly. You can then go under the settings in Gmail and you can add your Hotmail account as an outside mail that pops into Gmail and let Google clean out this spam. On your iPhone, after you get this done, then you have to go and add the Gmail account to your mail accounts on your iPhone 7 and make that your default. Once you know it's all running, then you can delete your MSN Hotmail account off the iPhone, and you're rocking and rolling. 
If you have multiple devices, you will have to configure each one in the same pattern. I do a lot of this, by the way. Um, I've got this right down to a science. So if you have trouble with that, you give me a jingle and I'll walk you right through it and we'll make this thing happen. And thank you for the call and good luck. All right. We appreciate that call from Diane. Let's go to Danny somewhere on the road. Where are you, Dan? Hello. Is this me? Yeah, we got you. Or okay, yet today. So I have an old Dell laptop. And I really like to use it, but it's got XP, Windows XP, and it always keeps saying it's expired and not supported. So I'm wondering what I sh- if there's anything to do or... I want that machine. I will put Linux Lite on that and turn that into a brand new computer in a in a in three to four hours. You you will not require any antivirus, no malware. It'll run like brand new. I absolutely want that machine. I love XP machine. I got done with an XP desktop yesterday. I turned this thing on now, and it goes in. It's ready to go to work in about forty seconds. No antivirus. The Browsers are running almost 100 megabits per second on the Internet. It's just incredible what you can do with a Linux system. When we install Windows on a computer, it's going to require, depending upon software we got on there, 15 to 25 gigabytes of space. With Linux, it's less than 5 gigabytes. Tight programming. Computers run much, much cooler, much faster do not throw that old laptop away. That baby's just getting started. And thank you for the call, wherever you are. All right, yeah, Dan, somewhere on the highways and the byways. Let's go down to uh, southern Minnesota. They're listening in Rochester. John, you're on Tech Talk. Hi, guys. Hi, John. What's up? I have a uh, iMac Macintosh, about six years old. And uh, it's exhibiting all the uh, characteristics you talked about being hacked. I usually don't have any uh, virus problems with it. Uh, Do you have something uh, that you would suggest I uh, look at to uh, uh, find out what's going on? I actually have been working on quite a few Macs lately. I don't think your problem is malware or virus-related. Mac users have a tendency of saving files on their desktop, which will inevitably slow your computer down. In addition to that, the age of your Mac tells me that you have op- you have updated operating systems probably two, three, or possibly even four times. I have noticed that on some of these older Mac machines, when you get to Sierra, your computer will slow down. Most of the Macs I get in, I put in a solid-state drive, a fresh operating system, move the data back over, and they absolutely fly. In fact, I'm working on a MacBook Pro at my house right now, an, uh, uh, an early 2011. And this thing is a beautiful, beautiful piece of hardware. I have my way. They're going to be using this computer for at least another 10 years, hopefully 20. And thank you for the call. If you need my help... Give me a holler, and somehow we'll make it happen regardless of the distance. All right. Uh, let's go to the text line right now. Doug, this one came in at 81807. I am the administrative assistant at our church, and I've had some congregation members say they've received a strange email or emails from me that I have not sent. What could this mean? You know, this is an interesting concept right here. 
if this individual can go to their email and check their sent box and these didn't come from this particular account, somebody is using their email address as a reply address. It's literally impossible to track down where that is. The best thing this individual could do is to send out a mass email to the entire congregation, letting them know that if they get an email that claims that it's coming from this particular individual, to beware, it might not be. You might want to change the signature on your email and make people aware that it has to have this signature. These people who are, how do I say, hijacking the use of your email address They're not going to be checking your signatures. Plus, they'll never get an email directly from you. That's one way to try. The longer an email address is in existence, the more likely it is to have this thing happen. There's nothing you can do on your end except alert your contact list. And thank you so much for the text. And the bad guys are always lurking, aren't they? They are. And um, it's getting more difficult for them. The, the system administrators throughout the planet on the Internet, and I really cannot say enough good things about Google. Google has done so much, and Apple has done a ton with their dual authentication. The security levels are coming up. We just got to be better and faster than the bad guys. In fact, that reminds me, we're doing text now, but a couple of weeks ago, I think it was the last time we were on air, one texter texted in and wanted to know about a Brave browser. We were talking about Chrome and Firefox, and I had to admit I'd never heard of it. I've been testing the Brave browser, B-R-A-V-E, and you can get it at brave.com. This thing is an absolute piece of gold, and whoever that texter was, I cannot thank you enough for bringing that to my attention. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You were gushing about Brave during the break, and I'm going to make a bold prediction that the Swinhart household will soon be the home of the brave. Oh, there! I like it. I like it. See, now that's marketing right there. I like that, Eric. <laughs> there you go. All right. We have another segment to go. Mark's waiting on the phone lines. We'll get to him and anybody else who checks in at 651-989-9226 or 866-989-9226. Tech Talk on WCCO. 76 degrees, partly cloudy skies, wind out of the south at 6. It's 151 on a Saturday on WCCO. Final minutes of Tech Talk, Eric and Doug with you. We'll go right back to those phone lines. Mark in Plymouth, you're on Tech Talk. Hi, guys. I do have a XP machine okay. that I'm really interested in doing exactly what you were describing. So what would be involved? You actually Putting- need to take a look at several distributions. Uh, Linux Lite, if you've got an XP machine, would probably be my first choice. And you can find that online at linuxliteos.com. I also would encourage you to just run a Google search and take a look at several YouTubes so you can get a feel for the screen. You also want to take a look at Linux Mint, linuxmint.com. Now, Linux Mint comes in several different desktop variations. If you've got an old machine, you're going to want to be looking at the distribution that's called XFCE. That's the lowest resource using version of Linux Mint. Those two, once you've determined you want to test them, you download what's called an ISO file. And you either burn that ISO to a DVD, a CD, 
or a USB drive. Then you have to boot your computer to that drive, and it's not going to run as fast as it does on your hard drive. This is called a live installation. You actually have a chance to test your hardware before you install it to the hard drive. From then on, if you like it, you click the install key, follow the directions, and you either create a dual boot or you wipe out your drive. Let me tell you for sure you want to make absolute certain that you have all the copies of all your data off this thing before you begin. This will be a great experience for you if you take your time and learn. Anybody that can read can make this happen. And if you want my help, give me a holler. I'd be more than happy to help you. And thank you for the call. All right, that was Mark in Plymouth. We'll go now to James. Uh, you're on Tech Talk. Hey, James. Yeah, just a quick question. I have a HP Pavilion laptop that's just a couple years old, runs on Windows 10. I typically use a Google Chrome browser. The issue with the computer is that it kind of all on its own inadvertently jumps to maybe a previous screen that I've been looking at five minutes earlier just kind of hops around on its own. I'm wondering if you had any suggestions. Uh, You know, I'm not so certain this has anything to do with your browsers. I, the feeling I'm having in my stomach is you are actually moving your palm over your touchpad and the little edge settings are set in such a way to where you're paging forward or back from your touchpad. Uh, Just watch your hand and go into the mouse settings And in Windows 10, just hit in your search box, just type in control panel or start to type in mouse, even though it's a touchpad, and check those settings and learn about those edge settings. These can be a little tricky. For me, I use a mouse, I plug in the mouse, and I disable the touchpad. But I have a feeling this hasn't got anything to do with your computer or your operating system or your Chrome. This is actually... Real settings that are working the way they're supposed to. And thank you for the call, and have a good weekend. All right, we'll try to squeeze in two more calls quickly. We'll start with Reese in St. Paul, uh, something about Internet connection. Hey, Reese. Yeah, guys, uh, I have a question, and this is a tablet question. Okay. I have an Asus uh, ME300T, and every time I go to a, a, a search engine, and search, it get, takes me to the results. But then when you click on the actual website, it keeps giving me a uh, no connection uh, error. And, um, but, but, but apps work. The, the app for Netflix, if it's an app, it'll go right to it and I get connection. Well, that's bizarre. That's really bizarre. Uh, give me a call next week and let me connect up remotely. I, I think we're going to need to run ADW Cleaner on this. It's very possible that you've got an extension added to your browser that is redirecting your your traffic, your your command, your uplink. Um, but I can't give you up for certain, so I'm going to need to take a look at that one. Just give me a call next week. It won't take us long. We'll get it diagnosed. I, I wish I was more help, but we're running a little bit late. So thank you so much for the call. We definitely will get you taken care of. All right. We'll uh, quickly buzz up I-35 to Lino Lakes. Dick, you're our final caller this week. How you doing? I'm doing fine. I cannot get my new Chromebook to communicate with my Samsung laser printer. It's a 1865W printer. Um, your printer has to be capable of what's called um, um, uh, internet print or cloud print, and I do not know if that printer is. 
generally speaking, if you have a Wi-Fi set up and your printer is set up, sometimes we can actually add that printer utilizing the IP address. Um, this is a little bit more complex than we got time for today. So give me a jingle next week, and we'll connect up, and we'll see if we can get this thing taken care of for you. Uh, we will get it. We'll get you printing one way or another. And thank you so much for the call. All right, the good show, Doug. Uh, a lot of people weighing in via the text messaging line or the uh, phone lines, and you'll be back next week because once again the Twins have uh, a game on Saturday night against the LA Angels. So Excellent. we will welcome you back with open arms. Thank you so much. All right, Tech Talk. When the Twins are playing at night on Saturdays, you'll hear Doug Swinhart between 1.10 p.m. and 2 o'clock. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.